You are now listening to The Gutter, live from a storm cellar in central Oklahoma, with your hosts Endicott Prescott and Joseph Cooper. This podcast is sponsored by Swaggy P's Pool Hall, Lansing, Michigan. Welcome to The Gutter. Well, it's unbelievable. Somehow from Central America this week, and I don't mean the bad Central America, I mean our Central America, Oklahoma. We made it. Oh, yeah. We definitely made it. Your first time over the Mississippi, of course. You've never been, I don't believe. Never been. Well, it's all right. I mean, obviously, we flew over. We didn't wade through it, for God's sake. The furthest I've been is uh, Florida. Good. All right. So this was uh, a flight from Philadelphia to Dallas, obviously, and then up in a nice car ride to central Oklahoma. Tornado Alley. Here we are. Oh, yeah. Glad I'm proud. Yeah, well, uh, the folks, good folks here at in Enid, E-N-I-D, Oklahoma. Check no it out. man's land. Lord. And it's the country in and sweets. Uh, kind enough to give us this nice corporate suite, you know, which, oh, is, yeah. which is wonderful. So thank you. And a big shout out to uh, Country Inn. We love them. And to Swaggy P, a new sponsor there. It's Pool Hall up in Lansing, Michigan. Thank you, Swag. But um, this is... Uh, it was a quick trip. Now, we never had this even planned. This came about last Sunday, I guess. All of a sudden, you know, we were we were asked to come out here. And uh, much like Johnny Cash had a uh, opportunity to go to Folsom Prison back in the late 60s and, and San Quentin, where, of course, he made his famous uh, albums over there in front of the inmates. I had the opportunity today, of course, to go to James Crabtree Correctional Center in Helena, or Helena, Oklahoma, and visit some of those offenders. Um, hmm, a lot of despair. A lot of despair there. And what happened exactly when you when you showed up today? When you showed uh, up... Well, we got sent back. Well, we showed up on the grounds of uh, what they call JCCC, James Crabtree Correctional Center. We showed up this morning around 8 o'clock, just as we should have. We were uh, scheduled to be there to give those, uh, those wayward men a little pep talk. You know, get them back on the straight and arrow on the right track and we pulled up in our corporate car of course with Joseph Cooper at the wheel oh yeah and uh, pulled up into uh, I think like the the, uh, the warden's uh, spot I guess deputy uh, it was the director of security uh, right so there's a there's a van outside uh, uh, I guess a officer's van it was correctional a K-9, K-9. K-9 unit van outside of this correctional center kind of doing the outside patrols and a a female officer inside with her canine, and she approached our vehicle. Of course, now I was being dropped off. I was going to go in, and Joseph here was going to go back to the storm cellar and prepare for tonight's uh, podcast. And we were approached by this officer, and of course, she questioned what I was doing. You know, why I was getting out of the car. I said, "Well, I was obviously I'm trying to enter the facility. This was a planned event. I guess she was left out of the loop. Makes perfect sense, as the help typically are." And uh, she said, absolutely not, that at this particular Department of Corrections facility, that you cannot be dropped off and enter the facility and have your uh, have the driver leave the premises. Which sounds like straight bullshit. I said, uh, well, why would that be? Well, that's, that's the rule. I said, okay, well, sure, it makes perfect sense. I guess the theory being that I will go inside and rally them, and we would all come outside, and then my ride would come back and pick us up, and we'd all... It makes no sense at all. Had I left the vehicle on the premises, it seems to be more dangerous because then it would be available to everybody to jump in and pull away. 
If not, we would all break out of the penitentiary there, and we'd be standing there with our dicks in our hands waiting for a ride to pick us up. Brilliant rule. So she just kind of stared us down. I said, all right. So I was back into the corporate car, and we had to bring Joseph back to the uh, the corporate suite, you know. And then I returned to the correctional facility, and I was able to enter at, uh, well, what, two hours later? Two hours later. So uh, then the, the event went on. I was there for six hours today. It was a, it was a very uh, oh, what was the, uh, emotional... The screening process like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, when I did return, she was waiting for me, that this super security officer and her canine or her or her bitch i called it um so of course i approached uh, she had a gentleman with her uh i guess he was some sort of a sergeant or something like that and they both stared me down as i walked up of course i looked very good uh, as always you know representing new jersey and the podcast and all of mankind and uh, i came up she said all right buddy uh get against the screen and i was up against this like metal screen out in the parking lot Hands down at your side. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Why do I be checked going in, of course? And then the dog did his business, so to speak, as he, you know, did his little paces around me, and he barked and kind of sat down. I said, oh, shit. I said, that isn't good. The dog hit on something. She said, have you been smoking pot? I mean, this is a question. I'm sorry. We were smoking marijuana this morning. Of course, I said, absolutely not. I mean, are, are you kidding me? So she brought me from outside of this screen, which is out, totally exposed in this parking lot. Had me come out, hands down to the side again, and the dog went around me three times this time. Now this time he didn't do anything. So he didn't hit on me this time. And she looked at her partner there and said, I think it was the lady before him, because she was so covered with the, the stench of marijuana that it was still in the dog's nose or something. So this time, little doggy, Corporal Cupcake, let me, let me through, and they let me enter the facility. And, uh, you know... And the day began, but it was uh, very awkward after being shunned, you know, and having you sent away, and I had to go away and come back, and then this little search. And then, of course, Joseph Cooper. Yeah, so, uh... Unfortunately. I own a, uh, Attack 3 handcuff key, which is a little sophisticated little little key there. And I had attached it to my personal car keys, which then we attached it to our rental keys. So not thinking that once I got dropped back off at the hotel, I then handed the keys over to Endicott. And I and, and went back to the facility. I got through the screening got process. To got to the facility. And went through the To a state detector. prison with a handcuff key. Well, a handcuff key, if you've never seen it, it looks like a about a four-inch long metal like pencil kind of looks like you know it's, a, it's a, just this long straight piece of metal but it's obviously to the people in the business they know exactly what it is so it was attached to the my car keys i had no idea i put them in the i didn't know what the hell it was i forgot all about it i went through the metal detector uh, of course the belt beeped i went back through it beeped again went back through finally they said oh it's the belt he's cool take off your boots uh, you know and then of course the sergeant didn't say anything he just approached the little cup that i put my metal stuff in so it didn't go through the detector and he uh he retrieved this key ring with this handcuff key on it, and he just stood there with a dangling, yeah, dangling for my delight out of his hand. He did, and just looked at me, and I said, "Oh!" And then it hit me. Oh, damn! He said, "This is a handcuff key." I said, "Oh my god! Uh, I, wow! I can explain that now. If there's no marijuana on me, but I have a handcuff key." He said, "Who? Why would you bring a handcuff key into a state prison?" <laughs> 
I said, well, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I forgot that was on there. Uh, how about why would you even have one? I said, actually, that was my associate's key. He's a, uh, a security professional back in New Jersey. And he said, well, we're going to confiscate this from you. And you can get it upon your departure this afternoon, which I forgot to get, by the way. So, the $10 uh, handcuff key from so, uh, Landsman Uniforms. So JCCC is in possession of your handcuff key. Of course, I was red-faced, although I wasn't really red. The, the tan grandman was looking uh, very tan, and tan lives always will matter. And I did enter facility and went on with my, my brilliant, uh, you know, my little seminar there oh, with, yeah. with a lot of those offenders. And I think it really bears a lot of fruit, to, a lot of despair there. But they were given hope, of course. This is a mission of mercy here to Central America. And I think that we've uh, certainly given them the shot in the arm that they need. And I will return tomorrow, by the way. Uh, for eight hours. Today was just six. So uh, a, lot, a lot of time being spent in state prisons. So this is us giving back, of course, to the community. You know, and Joseph Cooper will be will be nowhere near the facility this time. Of course, now that we are once bitten, we are certainly twice shy. And we'll see what happens. Will he get it or will he not get his key back? Do not know. Then it uh, looks like somebody will be owing me $10 for a new that's, key. That's possible. It sounds like JCCC should reimburse you for that. Uh, that little faux pas. Uh, it's like bringing an automatic or like a handgun onto an airplane. I'm sorry. Why would you bring a gun onto a plane? Well, that was kind of the same thing. Why would you bring a handcuff key into a state prison? So, uh, it was an awkward moment, to say the least. But um, I got through it, figuring they'll never see me again anyway, except for tomorrow. But, you know, they understood that well, higher prime I'm agents. sure one of their little oh. officers see it, and they're like, oh, what's this? Uh, they'll probably take it. They'll say, oh, wow, perfect. And I'm sure it's a universal key. It probably works on most, it is, uh, most high-end. Handcuff keys you know. are universal. They don't. Yeah, so, of course, they could probably put that with their uh, in their key inventory and bye-bye key. So, Which then I'd be contacting James Crabtree Whatever. and telling them that I now, need that handcuff key back. Now, of course, in the meeting room today, uh, I was there, and there were several other. There were like eight offenders that were in there. Of course, I was there seeing my own dear brother. He is now in his 76th month of incarceration, or six years in in four months, he's, he's done of a 15-year bit. But in the break room, we had a couple older people visiting, maybe their son, I don't know. I tried not to make eye contact, of course. But there were a couple wives there, and one of them was, you know, looking, you know, she was looking pretty good. Yes, yeah, she was. Another one was a little, not looking so great, but, you know, these guys are inside, right? So uh, they're used to pocket pussies. They're used to, you know, used to getting favors from their, their celly and whatnot. So here come the whoa, wives. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. Pride hey. month. That, too. Some of that is voluntary, some not. Some guys have to pay extortion or whatever. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it happens. We, we don't want to get, I mean, too graphic. I think you folks have all seen movies. But it's in a prison. Prison? Priya. Yeah, right, the Prison Rape uh, uh, Act. You know, well, I forget what it stands for. Prison Rape, blah, blah. It's an acronym for, it's called Priya. But if, if an inmate is being uh, offended by somebody else or they're being extorted or whatever, of course, they can always make a Priya complaint. And uh, the investigation begins. So, you know, it's, it's a very tense situation in there. You know, uh, not a whole lot of smiling, but the families are in the break room. They're trying to do their thing. I'm trying to be as discreet as I can be while having my little, you know, FaceTime with my own dear brother. And these wives were sitting very close. A couple of times the officers had to come around and say, hey, back it up a little bit. Because this is a contact visit in a way. You know, you can have a little hug when they come in the room. You sit across from each other. There's no glass, you know, and, uh, you know, kind of snuggling up there. I mean, my lord, this, I, I was watching, kind of, I was peeking, peeking, maybe not watching, I was peeking, 
you know, in the middle of my conversation over it, there's one guy who's with the hot wife, the one hot wife, and the look on his... <laughs> you know where this is going? Here we go again. Back to the gutter. He was looking at his wife in a way that, um, man, oof, I was in fear for his wife, and I mean physically. You know, of course it was all based in love. It was in lust, of course, but it was that raw lust that was present, you know, in the break room. It, it was palpable. I mean, you could really feel it there. So uh, a lot of longing was happening. So, of course, you know what happens. At the end of the visits, okay, now hours and hours go by. These guys, are, they're all turned on. They go back to their cells, and, and the wives are all, you know, whatever. They're all juiced up. And then guess who goes out in the parking lot with the wives? Yours truly. Yours truly. And the cut press got had to go out with these wives now that are obviously, you know, they're turned on. And they see a guy like me, fully evolved man, completely to the right well, on the evolution. Well, that's an understatement. Uh, fully evolved. I mean, some this, some parts yeah. maybe unevolved. Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, they were looking at me, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> USDA, yeah." I mean, talk about uh, this is you know this is cattle country, and you're talking about beefcake. You're talking about a real thing. They looked at me like, whoa. I mean, I could feel whoa. the eyes burning me, and I did not mind. I did not mind the burning. Not to change the subject. Oh, have you noticed it. since we've been up here that we are twice as hungrier yes. than we would be at home? That is correct. Because um, I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> okay. Well, well and, and this has always kind of been a little sticking point with me. You say up here. Of course, we're out here. We go out west. We go back east, up north, and down south. So we're out west. Here we are at Westrum. Here I am correcting, but let's get back to the wives and the longing. Oh, fuck what I said. Uh, Wait, the wives and the longing. I mean, I was thinking, okay. I mean, I am feeling like the eyes burning me right now. I mean, mean, these guys are in for years, years. And they need, you know what? I mean, so they're, they're looking at, yeah. They're looking at a stunt cock. I mean, this is a you know. I mean, the, the, their husband is the star of their show. You know that. But a lot of times, the stars don't do their own, you know, wet work, right? The stars, you know, you get punched in the face. They they fall off a building. You know, they call in who, right? They call in the stuntman. The good. Well, in this well, a stuntman would be on the set, but in this case, and this is kind of a, a industry term in the porn world, a stunt cock. You know, sometimes a star couldn't get it done, and boom. You know, the guy comes in, he, he performs, and he goes. So here I was feeling like the old SC, the old stunt cock, and I and you know, God knows, I went to my vehicle, and you know, I I tried to um, you know stay out of their eyesight for their sake. I tried to not tempt them, you know, as uh, or as, tempt them as little as I could. I couldn't really help it. But uh, and of course now the guys inside were seeing me in the in the in the meeting room, right in the uh, the visitors room. And they were all looking at me like, you know, of course they envied me anyway, but then they thought, oh shit, when we go back to ourselves, guess who's out there? You know, the tan grand man is out there with their wives and they're, you know what I mean? So, and I don't know, we're just going to leave it right there. That's all I can, that's all I can tell you. You know, the only thing on my mind, now you had about three or four of these women coming out. So, you guess what was on my mind was eeny, meeny, miny, mo. That was kind of what I was thinking. So, that, that was what was happening. But anyway, so. That's what happened, and now it belongs to history, and this is it for today. So that's that, and you have to let your minds imagine what oh, they yeah. wanted to do. So, and there'll be more tomorrow.
and they're going to be a whole new group of wives tomorrow, and I can't help but be who I am, which is, a, you know, a very tempting, you know, piece of man meat for these women. So, I, I, what can I do? And they're not wearing any masks, by the way. There was no mask, so I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm fully, you know, exposed to these, to these women. I, I can't help it. You know, I, I got to be there. I got to talk. I got to be there. So, you know, and. Of course, the notoriety of such a popular show as this, I, you know, it kind of precedes me, and you know, the word gets around even out here to the laundromats and out there to the corrals. Oh, speaking of laundromats, tell them uh, I was yeah, that was some bullshit. Well, you know, traveling from Dallas up here uh, to, and it is up to Oklahoma from Dallas. We got a little rainstorm, but I was, you know, we kind of made it happen driving through the night. We got here very early this morning. And in order to go into this facility, you're allowed to bring $20 and change for, you know, the guy that you're visiting to, you know, use the snack machines in his break room because that's where you all the meetings. So I brought in my $20. How am I going to get $20 and change? We had banks aren't open Saturday mornings. And this is in the middle of nowhere where we are. So I said, we need an all-night laundromat. And as fate came down, we found one and early morning, uh, early today. I thought, oh my God, let's go in there. This was the filthiest laundromat I'd ever been in my life. And this thing was absolutely filthy. Garbage all over the ground. It was, it was just horrible. So I went in there. I said, oh my God, there's a change machine. I got a 20. I don't really want to put 20 in this change machine because the place looked like 100 years old. And I don't, if somebody if it eats my 20, I'm screwed. So we had a couple ones. I tested out a $1 bill. Boom, I got the four quarters. Did another, boom, another four. Oh, great. I, I can get $20 worth to take in. Now, I went in myself because you wouldn't get out of the vehicle. He had his shoes off, wouldn't get out. And I, I was uh, supervising. Indisposed, but... So I'm in this laundromat very early this morning, you know, and nobody there. This is like the creepy, a creepy place, filthy dirty, and I'm at the change machine. And I guess really out of nowhere, a truck did pull up, which I can't believe. And three, I don't know, one guy was pretty large, a couple of the other guys were rough looking. And these guys were like farm workers. Uh, it could have been uh, Latino, Latin uh, farm workers, perhaps. Uh, you know, so you could tell the way they were dressed, and they you know, were rough, you know, rough guys. And of course, I look great. And I'm, there I am. I'm, you know, obviously, all my sartorial splendor. I, I'm, I'm dressed very well, of course. You know, I'm well coiffed. The hair is coiffed. Coiffed. Uh, the, uh, the hair, of course. Is that an actual word? It is. <laughs> It is a word, but the hair is great. It sounds like you made that shit up. No, no, the hair is great. Clothes wow. were great. How do you spell that? I, I I don't know. It's with a Q, but uh, maybe it's French. But anyway, back to me, and I'm great, and I'm at the change machine. There I am, and I, you know I'm kind of you know uh, I'm, my peripheral vision is kicked, and even though the place is empty, but it's filthy. Can I stop you for a second? Quaffed is a drink, something especially an alcoholic drink. No. Yes. Look. No. Okay. Well, I don't know what that. Well, it's a different. No, it's it's that's not the way you do it. It's not spelled like that. I would spell it like that, but no, it's French. But you know, I was approached though. I was at the machine using this. I could see peripherally this guy is walking up on me. One of these three guys comes. He's walking towards. I guess he's going to try to use the same change machine that I'm going to use. But he's coming up to me. He's coming closer and closer. I'm, I don't know who this guy is. And I'm kind of, you know, just using the machine there, and I'm looking at this guy. Now I get to see two other guys come in, like, oh, Christ. Not that they're here to rob me or anything, but, I mean, it's kind of, you know, three against one. It was kind of a fair fight because I could take probably all three. 
But the reason why Cooper here is with me today, he was kind of here to watch my back. There he was out in the truck, no shoes on, picking his toenails, whatever, whatever he's doing. I was not picking my toenails. Something. I was literally just sitting there. Just when he <laughs> let the fucking out. trunk open of the car, and then there's cars just piling in. <laughs> and there was one that kept circling in the parking lot. Yeah, so we pulled into this fucking place. There was nobody there. And all of a sudden, it was a ghost town. Now all of a sudden, it's Grand Central Station. I'm there, and three guys are walking up on me. The one guy, he approached me to about, I'd say, two feet. Or as Trump would say, two feet. Two. And I had to stop what I was doing. I turned, of course, I squared up. I said, yeah? Like, and the guy just stared at me like, what? And I'm saying, what? That's a fucking gunfight, right? Now he's got two backups. I'm like, well, I got Cooper out there in the car. Where the fuck is Cooper? Where in the fight? Like, this is when I start getting my ass kicked by three guys, and then he's out there turning, tuning the radio, and all of a sudden he realizes, and he comes running in. Remember Scarface? His buddy's getting, you know, cut up with a chainsaw in the bathroom, and the other guys are down in the street talking to chicks, totally distracted. Well, here's Cooper out there, totally distracted. These three guys are up on me. I'm like... Hello? Hello? So now I've got $20 worth of quarters I'm trying to take out of this fucking change machine. i got a baseball hat on. So I put the hat up against the machine. I'm scraping these out of this thing. i got big hands. You know what that means. i got big hands. So the big hands don't really fit into the little change thing. I'm trying to dig out $20 worth of quarters, right? And put them in this baseball hat. And these three guys are up on me. Where the fuck is Cooper? <laughs> That's all I could say. Asleep at the wheel. Anyway, needless to say... You know how people say, needless to say, but then they say something? Well, I'm about to. Needless to say, Cooper never showed up. I got all the stuff into my hat there, and I walked directly through the three of them, showing no fear, which, of course, I had no fear, but uh, went right to our vehicle, and uh, and off we went. So thank goodness your, your, your hero was not injured in this very unusual, unplanned event. All of America can rest easy tonight. Uh, but here we are in the middle of nowhere, and I could have been a crime victim. I mean, God, who, who would have known? How the fuck would I have gotten home? Exactly. It could have been the worst thing that ever happened to you. To you, because I would have gotten out of here. So I'd have been dead. I'm fine. I'm dead. I'm, I'm in nirvana. I'm, I'm floating. Floating. And you are sitting there like, shit. He, he says shit. I'm the guy bleeding out. I got a, a crimson pool around me. You know, and these guys are playing in my blood. And at that point, yeah, no. I am looking for Indicott's debit card. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you don't does not have much on it, but anyway, it went on and on. But uh, Central uh, Oklahoma here, uh, different. Uh, it's, it seems clean to me. Uh, I don't. I don't feel particularly unsafe except for that moment. I felt safer <laughs> in the actual state prison today than I did in the laundromat, which is. Kind of unnerving, but, um, you know, obviously, people like that are hard guys inside. They see a tough guy like me. Obviously, they know I'm chiseled. Um, but yeah, chiseled, right. But uh, So we got through it anyway. But tomorrow is another day. Tomorrow is Sunday, so let's see what happens. You know, this is not over yet, folks. We are we're here in Oklahoma uh, Sunday, Monday. And then we go wheels up Tuesday morning over to Myrtle Beach. We're going to do a little meet and greet. In Myrtle Beach, a uh, little in-out treatment, and then back to Philly, brotherly love, back to Jersey, thank God, uh, uh, Tuesday afternoon. We don't like to give our advance itinerary for security reasons. However, it is being made known so people can come out and greet us. Uh, perhaps rose petals could be thrown upon our arrival at home. Doves. 
dubs, <laughs> dubs uh, I don't know, but I mean, this. Uh, so your boy was in danger there. That's me. You're, you're hero. You're a narrator. I am here. I'm safe now, in in the storm cellar, not in the basement. Today we're in the storm cellar. But uh, tornadoes. Yeah, this is Tornado Alley. So uh, you know, but hey, the people here at this place, Country and Sweets, we checked in. Uh, the old lady checked grandma. us in. She called herself Grandma. That's cool. Uh, I mean, I've I've never been eye raped. Excuse me, the way that I was, and uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess I was okay with it. What's gonna do? I mean, it was unwanted, but I mean, you're getting irate by the Pomeranian in the box. She the had a dog in a box next. To it was very, very unusual situation, but we we navigated those uh, very choppy waters and uh, got into our room here, and uh, you know, obviously separate beds. <laughs> you know how that goes. But uh, whoa, <laughs> look out! Pride Month is <laughs> whoa, Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, buddy. Now look, our sponsors. Now we're with Swaggy P's Pool Hall in Lansing, Michigan. Swaggy P put up a couple grand, so we can't really get separate rooms yet. But anyway, we thank you, Swag. But um, ooh, we got we got tough guys in laundromats. We've got very sad guys in penitentiaries. We got handcuff keys, rain. We got dogs and boxes. <laughs> that fucking drive up here wasn't too fucking safe either. <laughs> Allegedly, I was falling asleep at the wheel, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but we, we made Were it you? here unscathed. That, that may have happened. I could. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're fucking kidding me? Uh, oh, yeah, I kid. I kid. We still have a, a, a five hour drive back to Dallas. You so. fell asleep. Uh, I knew. Not fu- true. Not it true. had to have been, because at one point you I don't fucking know. jerked the car. I don't know if I fell asleep because I was asleep. I don't know. I could have yeah. been. I could have been. I could have been. Yeah, I exactly. Know. I knew I felt like a fucking car jerk. <laughs> And that's why you said it was the car in front of you. The car, the car in front, front of, of you was like half a mile away. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Uh. Car in front of you. Man, it was pouring rain, man. Uh, we were hydroplaning. I mean, your boy was in danger. That's me, but He couldn't keep the fucking car straight on the goddamn road. But somehow we... Remember, I drove for 24 years at night, so I'm, I'm battle-tested. Yeah. I'm, I'm a guy that gets you it done in the dark. battle You almost killed yourself numerous times on the job. I get it, but I got it done in the dark. In the sheets, in the streets, I'm always getting it done. I mean... But now here we are, and we are uh, we're looking good. But remember, we still have that huge drive again back to Dallas. We got the meet and greet the beach. I, I will mean, uh, partake. Uh, as for you on Tinder tonight, the Tinder watch for Central uh, Oklahoma. He's tried to put his considerable feelers out for women in the local area, and there's nothing happening there. Let me tell you what, nothing happening. So it looks like another uh, bunch of sticky fumblings for him in his queen size bed tonight. Uh, God help the chambermaid who's got to deal with these sheets tomorrow morning. But hey, JC is trying to trying to do his thing, and well, I'm, I'm over. Been, uh... Let's just say I'll be sleeping with my back to the wall tonight, folks. And if, yeah, broke back. My broke back. My back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're in cattle country. Yeehaw! Yippee ki motherfucker. You know you, that. You but. need a cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, oh, today we did not hit the Western store with the chaps and the whatever. But that, you know, you don't go in there with another guy. Hey, rule number one: remember when you bring the banana up to your mouth to eat it. Don't ever lean down and eat a banana, and don't go into a Western store with another guy and buy chaps for Christ's sake. I mean, well, that's what about just, the, the ice cream cone that we got you uh, going? I there. actually had an ice cream cone this afternoon. Uh, you know, uh, an average-looking woman sold it to me, so there was nothing sinister there but I mean then I was thinking to myself oh Christ I mean I don't know where I am how many guys are watching me eat this ice cream cone this is pride month and whatever you know so but we have you uh, 
allegedly I was no I was allegedly photographed um, somehow trying to consume this I don't cone. know you went down on the cone I it wasn't the cone no. up but you went now, down what, but what happened to the cone the cone got discarded it was thrown in the garbage because it tasted like garbage it was really it was mealy it was uh, grainy it wasn't uh, this was not Dairy Queen folks so it was discarded with extreme it, it prejudice. It was the consistency of a packed snowball. It was fucking <laughs> horrible. Now remember, this cost one whole dollar. So there it is. When it cost a dollar. You get what you pay for. So I threw it in the garbage after I made an attempt, you know. But uh, so, so I'm sure some animal is, is enjoying that tonight. But uh, so we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Is there going to be some sort of uh, you know other event happening? We don't know. Tonight it's crazy. It's only you know 10 o'clock central here. So. Looking good. We've got no rain out here. This is great. As, as for the woman situation in, in this area, I, I, I don't see it. Uh, so far, and usually you see a bunch of women, you know, gorgeous women. They see them everywhere. I, you know, can't sling a dead cat without hitting a hot chick. But in this area, I've seen a grand total of, I think, one. And we've been here 36 hours of one. Who checks all the boxes? So, uh-oh, Joseph Cooper, he's, 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 he's trying to center his chi so to speak, but um, but here we are. I mean, this is it. So what's the, what's on the uh, the menu for dinner? Oh yeah, dinner. Well, I we've already had, and we'll just name that. Who we, we, we let's, right, let's right. throw it out there. We've been at Winchell's tonight. That was a donut shop. We've been at Lone John Silver's uh, for a little fish and ship action, and we were even at fish Sonic. and ship, not fish, fish and, and ship. ship. Yeah, right. And and then we had uh, Sonic. We had a little to do over at Sonic, the, a drive-in, and it's only you know whatever time and. Now, that donut shop is open all night. Now, the donut I got was a little stale, but, you know. Mine was nice and soft. Okay. That's what they say about me. Because <laughs> you need the pill. <laughs> ah, that's beautiful. Winchell's All Night Donuts in Enid, Oklahoma. Wow. You can't make that up. You cannot make that up. Winchell's? It's called W-Y-N-C-H-E-L-L-S. Winchell's. And that's like a donut place in the Southwest, so. Here we are. We're trying to do the best we can do. But we don't know what's going to come next. We hope the flight will be great. Remember, Frontier Airlines got us here. Did a great job. Super smooth, great landing. And we're going back. We're going to say it on Spirit. Yeah, Spirit in the Sky. Philly to Myrtle Beach with a meet and greet. And then Myrtle Beach up to Philly. Hey, folks, that's our itinerary. Put it out there. Get out there. Get your friends out there. Get, get them out there. Get them, do respect. Get, yes, get flatbed trucks. I see a bunch of people on the back of the trucks there. I see people cheering. I see uh, balloons, uh, confetti. Gutter gear. Gut, gutter girls, gutter gear. We, that's back. We're still with the gutter. Remember, we thought we were going to change the name to the Carousel of Chaos or the Cock, C-O-C, Carousel of Chaos. But the Cock never happened. So we talked about earlier this afternoon with the women coming out of the prison, the wives, the hot wives that were coming out looking at me as a stunt cock. That didn't happen, but... But the, God knows the, the grandmom here who checked us in again, looking at me like a stuntcock, did not happen. Us changing the name of the gunner <laughs> did not happen. What is happening? <laughs> All this shit is not happening. Jesus Christ! I mean, come on. Me falling asleep at the wheel that did happen, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe that, that could have could have happened, but I'll blame the weather for that. So what did we learned today? Uh, wow, I don't know. <laughs> Don't take handcuff keys into a prison. That that's a given. That's a given. Don't try to drop a person off at prison and drive away. That's that's not allowed. Not at James James Crabtree Correctional Center or JCCC. That sometimes when it rains, you can fall asleep at the wheel. You could. It's possible. Sometimes donuts are stale when you purchase them. 
And you get what you get when you get a dollar ice cream cone. And if Endicott falls asleep behind the wood again, <laughs> I will strangle this shit out. <laughs> you won't be hearing from us because we'll be dead. We will be dead. Well, we want to thank all of our viewers and listeners for subscribing and listening to the Gutter Podcast here exclusively on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Apple Music. Catch us here again next week live on the gutter. See you next time. Ah.